Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be playing music from acoustic ragtime and early jazz quintet, the Love Struck Balladeers, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. Also, our producer, Jeff Glover, has found an archival recording of Ozark Originals, Tommy Simmons and Dean Hinesley. And in his segment, Back in the Hills, historian Dr. Brooks Blevins investigates the history of big fellers and tall tales in the Ozarks. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. We here at Ozark Highlands Radio were blown away recently when we featured the Love Struck Balladeers at our summer old-time string band festival. You just never know what these guys will come up with on stage. They might whip out a lost melody from a forgotten mandolin folio, or they might play a Mexican waltz. They might push into a renegade rearrangement of a swing standard or get down on a country rag. This week we'll hear an eclectic collection of old-time music from the Love Struck Balladeers.
evening, everybody. That was the black and white red. Um, in 2017, I was recording an album for Jalopy Records, which is the folk label out in Brooklyn. They do the Brooklyn Folk Fest. I lived in New York for some years, and I have a, a relationship with that label. So I was working on what, what you call my first solo album, but it was, you know, duo, trio, quartet. And with the exception of Sean, who I didn't know at the time, one way or another, I had brought everyone into that project. And then just out of that, there kind of became this idea, a conversation amongst all of us that, you know, everyone's kind of between big projects. What if this was the band? And so I made a call to everybody. Hey, Dalton, what if the band was Dennis, Aaron, and Sean? And then called uh, called Dennis. Hey, Dennis, what if the band was Aaron, right, Dalton, right. and kind of sold everyone, you know, schemed? And everyone just thought, yeah, that's a great that's a great group. Let's do it. Let's get together. And then the question that came at the very end of all of it was, what are we going to play?
You know, what could it, what, 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 because everyone did so many different things. We had swing players, we had um, people who were more into old time. Dalton, who's a real ragtime um, figure in the ragtime world, he's been playing ragtime in this area of the country since he's eight because he's from, um, He's from St. James, Missouri, and, you know, he was been playing at the Scott Joplin Festival in Sedalia f- forever, you know? So we just had this whole mix of overlapping genres, but n- we didn't have one thing that it was obvious that we were going to play. And I just kept responding, I don't think it matters. I think once the five of us get together, we'll figure it out. And that's really what happens. So that's why our music and our show has a variety of styles and genres. I think it's a it's an honest reflection of who we all are as musicians.
Aaron would be our musician who has the most experience playing old time and have Aaron has a real connection to to people from here I think uh with um Clark Buehling from the yes. Ozark uh High Ballers Indeed. and Curly and 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 um Carol Ann Rose and Carol Ann Rose thank you um and in fact our Harlem Strut which is our show opener came from uh, Aaron learned from Curly that's right his, his string version of the song and he Curly had showed it to Aaron saying, oh, check out this rag that I took from James P. Johnson. And then actually that was a beautiful moment of our first rehearsal because Aaron and Dalton did not know each other. I knew them both and knew that they would play wonderfully together. And Aaron said, oh, check out this song. We could do a, some string rag time. And of course, Dalton knew the, the James P. Johnson version. And so the version that the Love Struck Balladeers is a, is a real uh, amalgam of those two styles. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, that comes right from this region, you know, the work of Curly kind of taking that really complicated rag and putting it on the fiddle and then Aaron learning from him and then and then showing us that version. So it's a really beautiful thing. So I think the influence of this region was in the band from our very wow. first rehearsal because Aaron has a, a stronger connections here. Lovestruck Balladeers, playing some great old tunes from long ago. They started that first set off with The Black and White Rag, written by George Botsford back in 1908, followed by an original tune, The Waltz for Camilla. Next, we heard a hit tune from 1928, Sweet Sue, followed by The Harlem Strut, written by James P. Johnson in 1921. When we come back after a short break, we'll find out why our producer, Jeff Glover, is so excited about the archival recording he's found. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. You know, for many years we've had Mark Jones as the keeper of the vault here. But we lost Mark a couple of years ago, so I understand that our producer, Jeff Glover, has been spending a lot of time lately down in the vault. So let's go down and see what he's up to. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, Jeff. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you, too. How's everything at the house? Well, things are pretty good. Um, I see you've been cleaning up down here a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff down here. <laughs> there is. And I keep making discoveries. Uh, Mark left notes everywhere, and most of them don't make any sense. But I did find this one uh, recording here. Mark left a note on it. It, says, it just says, Jeff, listen. <laughs> that sounds like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about it. It, it is a guitar duet between a couple of guys that we've had on before, uh, Dean Hinesley and Tommy Simmons. That's right. We've featured both of them on this segment before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, they've been on here several times, yeah. actually. And the reason for that is those guys were here for a long time. Tommy Simmons was actually uh, the first program director here at the Folk Center and had a lot to do with the Folk Center being built in the first place. This is back in 1973, which, as you know, is a while back now. And uh, Dean Hinesley has been a musician around here for a long time. He's still in the area. Like uh, a lot of us, he's getting a little long in the tooth, I suppose. But uh, he was a really great picker, played the heck out of the guitar. And probably, if this is a guitar tune, it's probably uh, Dean playing the guitar the lead part of the guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I notice I see these guys' names all over recordings around here. That's right. Tommy's still around. He's older than Methuselah now. He lives here in Mountain View and still uh, still sharp as a tack. Just a great guy. All right. Well, you want to listen to this too? Sure. W what is it? Uh, it's called Sinking Creek. Sinking Creek. You know, that's a new one on me. Oh, well, maybe you'll recognize it. Okay. Uh, this tune is called Sinking Creek. That's sinking. Sinking in this Well, you know, Jeff, that's a tune that I don't believe I've heard before that I can really? think of. Yeah, I thought it was, um, I think it's pretty funny they called it Sanking Creek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just sure you would know all about this. No, I really don't. I'm, um, maybe some of our listeners can uh, let us know more yeah. about this tune, where it came from. Maybe somebody will send us a notice on, on Facebook or something. That would be great. Yeah. Jeff, thanks for letting me listen to this tune, and I'm, uh, I'm glad that... Mark left it out for us. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be finding lots of notes. <laughs> I'll bet so. Hey, I'll see you next week. You bet. Let's get back to some more good music from the Love Struck Balladeers. 
together or on their own paths, this stellar band of traveling musicians has traversed the country and the globe, carrying traditional styles into modern times. The versatile quintet features twin fiddles, clarinet, guitars, a mandolin trio, upright bass, banjo, piano, and vocal harmonies. Their repertoire is a rare repository of American and international music seldom heard beyond the walls of low-lit dance halls at the edge of the known world. Here they are with a selection of their specialty ragtime tunes. For myself, musically, I'm definitely m farther on the uh, the swing side of things. I play a lot of swing and early jazz, like 20s jazz, um, which of course has connections here. But I, you know, as as far as the old time stuff, I always feel like I'm getting schooled every day, no matter who's showing it to me, because, you know, folk music is really deep. Obviously, I 
I've played a lot of folk, different folk styles, and anyone who thinks it's simple is a fool. They don't, they don't know it. You know, it doesn't. It's really deep music, and it has a deep tradition. And so, I'm, uh, I'm the least versed in 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 old time music of anyone in the group. And so, when I come to a place like this, just for me, the thing I connect to most is just seeing how deep the musical tradition obviously is. Right when you walk into the Ozark Highlands Theater, you see, wow, there's a lot of love for music here. And there's been some great music played in the in this room. And, you know, these walls are kind of seeping with it. And so for me, just being anywhere with a strong musical tradition is exciting, whether I am have a deep history with that connection, with that tradition or not, you know.
a lot of projects kind of become projects, not bands. You know, it's like, oh, one person is spearheading it and you have a, a list of musicians that you call, but those musicians are always getting pulled into other projects, other tours, other mm -hmm. opportunities. And so when we put this group together, the idea was it's going to be a band. And what we're going to do is block out time. And when that time comes, we're going to get together and that's all we're doing. And it was a big, it's a big commitment, it is. you know, and especially when you're booking time six, seven months out in advance. And so I'm really grateful. I think we're all grateful that everyone maintains that commitment. But what it means is when we are together, our time is really focused. The first week of our tour every day was 10 to 2 rehearsals, mm -hmm. sometimes rehearsals up until 5 or 6 and then shows at night. And now we're in the part of the tour where we're kind of we're kind of relaxed. I mean, we were rehearsing yeah. a little bit yesterday yeah, for yeah. a recording session, but more or less the show is ready. And this kind of band has become a unique place in all of our lives where, okay, we get together and we're doing this thing. And in terms of the camaraderie, you know, you bond, you bond pretty hard when you're on the road for three weeks.
I have to say, um, the things I'm most excited about are the original songs. Okay. So Dalton has two original rags in the set, um, the Ozark Shoals rag, which is brand new to this tour, the Rivka Road rag, uh, or Rivka Road rag, uh, which is the first song on our album. Dennis has a song called Waltz for Camila, a new one, Matizada, Aaron brought to the band, um, uh, a, fi- a beautiful fiddle waltz, uh, Albie's waltz, which is just like, sounds like it's, it's the song sounds like it existed for a thousand yeah. years, but it was written in the in the last few. Uh, Dennis, uh, Sean is singing a tune and um, that, that he wrote. So I think that's the thing I'm most excited about because it has to stay relevant and it's so fun. Even though we have our own interpretation and our own arrangements of all the old material, it's really fun to be playing material that people can't hear anywhere else. Yeah. Because it's only been played by by our group. And I think that's exciting for me. You just heard four fine ragtime tunes from the Lovestruck Balladeers. They played The Temptation Rag, written by Henry Lodge in 1909, Scott Joplin's The Maple Leaf Rag from 1899, and a couple of tunes written by the Balladeers, The Ozark Shoals Rag and The Rivka Road Rag. We'll hear the rest of that last tune, as well as a couple of others, when we come back after a short break and a visit with this week's guest host, Dr. Brooks Blevins. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. In his segment, Back in the Hills, this week writer, professor, and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins investigates the history of big fellers and tall tales in the Ozarks. Here's Brooks. I was born up in the mountains where the snakes all have lain, where the hoot owls speak in English and the roosters lay square eggs. I shaved my beard and mustache the morning that I was born. That night I beat my old man up and drank his rye and corn. I'm not sure when it is that you're listening to this, but just this morning I heard on the news that a TV channel is coming out with a new version of Walker, Texas Ranger. They call it a reboot, which seems especially fitting in this instance. Apparently, Chuck Norris won't be reprising his role as Walker, which doesn't really gee and haul with what we know about the legendary martial artist turned actor. After all, there's almost no feat beyond Chuck's abilities. It's said he can dribble a bowling ball, but that's one of his lesser talents. Did you know when Chuck does push-ups, he's not lifting himself up, he's pushing the earth down? 
and he's so fast that he can run around the earth and punch himself in the back of the head. For whatever reason, Chuck Norris seems to be the first person, at least here in the States, to be celebrated in the tall tale tradition in the 21st century. He joins a long list of real-life and fictional characters who've received similar treatment over the last few hundred years. Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, Pecos Bill, Casey Jones, Johnny Appleseed. The tall tale is a venerable element of American folklore, an art form combining bragging and lying in over-the-top, unbelievable fashion. As a kid growing up in the rural Ozarks, I knew a few such men who had perfected the skill of telling exaggerated stories without ever cracking a smile, without letting on, as we say. Most of them made up their own stories, but the old-timers of the Ozarks had no shortage of larger-than-life characters to talk about. So let's head back in the hills to relive the tall tale tradition and find us some Ozark big fellers. No fictional character of American tall tales is better known than Paul Bunyan, the giant lumberjack who, with his blue ox babe, tamed the North Woods. In the Ozarks, we had our own Paul Bunyan. He was a giant named Blinky Blue John, a name that translated from Old Ozark as sour skim milk. Blinky had no trusty animal sidekick, but he was tall enough that he hung his dinner bucket so high in the trees that none of his co-workers on the ground could even see it. He did his share of timber work, but he also came in handy to neighbors in other ways. He was perfect for picking the grapes on wild vines that grew in the treetops. He was much valued at a house raisin as the feller who finished the top of the chimney. But like dribbling a bowling ball, those things were child's play for Blinky Blue John. When he got thirsty, he simply grabbed a cloud and squeezed the water out. He was known to extinguish a forest fire with a well-aimed spat of tobacco juice. And Blinky was a master goose hunter. In the fall of the year, when extensive flocks flew over the hill country, he would sit in the forest listening for their honking, then rise up with a fistful of small trees and swat them out of the sky like flies. Blinky Blue John wasn't the only outsized woodsman in the Ozarks. In the mid-20th century, old tie hackers passed along tales of one John Henson. Some claimed that Henson and his broad axe hacked a superhuman 57 railroad ties in one day. For even the most seasoned hacker, 15 was a remarkable day's work. Henson could also reportedly carry two ties on each shoulder, a load of up to 800 pounds. We don't know if he was related to Blinky Blue John or John Henson, but Bib Tarkey was another giant Ozarker whose exploits old-timers once recounted around a pot-bellied stove or on a whittler's bench. The massive blacksmith, according to one legend, was pressed into duty when a bumper hay crop proved too much for neighborhood farmers to harvest. Tearing a strip of metal from a railroad trestle, Tarkey fashioned a 24-foot scythe, fastened it to an uprooted red oak, and proceeded to mow down 80 acres of blue stem in just 30 minutes. He would have cut more, but the blade grew dull, and he couldn't find a wet rock big enough to sharpen it. In a rural country like the Ozarks, Bib Tarkey's exploit was just one of many superhuman feats that enlivened tall tales. In southwestern Missouri, so goes the story, one stout feller cut 30 rick of wood before mid-morning with a single axe, wood chips flying fast and furious. When he dipped his axe in the creek to cool it off, steam bowled up so heavy that it darkened the skies for miles around, sending the chickens to roost. By the time the steam cleared and the sun came back out, those wood chips commenced to fall in from the sky, sending everyone in the valley inside and bringing an early end to the day. 
Ab Yancey is a name that comes up from time to time in the writings of Vance Randolph, and it doesn't always describe the same feller. Sometimes the legendary Yancey was a rowdy feist, at other times another of the rip-roaring half-horse, half-alligator type. One story had old Ab and a hunting buddy build a campfire atop a hill one night and proceed to eat two whole white-tailed deer, 20 pounds of catfish, a dozen cabbages with a barrel of apples for dessert. To unwind, they smoked 25 pounds of tobacco before bedtime. When Yancey got up in the night to take a leak, he inadvertently washed two log cabins and a corn crib down the hillside and into the river. Unfortunately, the collectors of the Ozarks seem to have stumbled across no ballads about Ab Yancey or Blinky Blue John or Bib Tarkey, but here's a humorous tall tale ballad about a feller named True Blue Bill. Merlin Mitchell recorded Wayland Bivens singing the song in Combs, Arkansas, way back in 1950. It comes courtesy of the University of Arkansas's Ozark Folk Song Collection. I was born up in the mountains where the snakes all have legs, where the hoot owls speak in English and the roosters lay square eggs. I shaved my beard and mustache the morning that I was born. That night I beat my old man up and drank his rye and corn. Oh, I'm a truthful fella, my name is True Blue Bill. I never told falsehood, and you can bet I never will. Now, once when I was a sailor, I sailed the seven seas. I tamed man-eating monsters from the lines on down to fleas. I swam the wide Pacific, I walked around the moon. I waited 40 feet of snow the 31st of June. Oh, I'm a truthful fella. My name is True Blue Bill. I never told a falsehood, and you can bet I never will. Now, once when I was shipwrecked on an island in the sea, by cannibals I was captured and tied up to a tree. They danced and beat their tom-toms. They got her rather rough. They said they wouldn't eat me, cause I was too doggone tough. Oh, I'm a truthful fella. My name is True Blue Bill. I never told a falsehood, and you can bet I never will. Now once when I was a flyer, and in my aeroplane, I flew over to Paris and started home again. I got about halfway over, and the doggone motor balked. I left the blame thing set up there, and I got out and walked. Oh, I'm a truthful fella, my name is True Blue Bill. I never told a falsehood, and you can bet I never will. Oh, the father of our country could never tell a lie. Now he was my great uncle, I ask, oh, why should I? Thanks, Brooks. As I promised, let's get back to some more hot ragtime tunes from the Lovestruck Balladeers. Hailing from across the United States and Canada, the Lovestruck Balladeers are Jake Sanders, Aaron Jonah Lewis, Dennis Lichtman, Sean Cronin, and Dalton Redenauer. Dalton Redenauer, everybody. Riff Corrode Red.
that was a big idea of the group. Obviously, we have this foundation in ragtime, old time, swing. We also play some uh, like border music, like Mexican polkas and Mexican waltzes. We 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 were not playing on this tour, but we played some Italian music, and I think that's so important. And it's honest, you know. That's really part of our formation. Mm-hmm. We've all been playing that music for years, but I, you know, we're musicians alive right now, and and. Dalton can compose. I write songs. Sean writes songs. Uh, Dennis and Aaron. They everyone has something to say. But sometimes I think when you get into traditional music, you get content to just play what's written because it's also an amazing repertoire. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so sure. many great songs, and there were so many great composers. So it's not like you're going to run out of good Joplin rags to play. <laughs> you know, there, right. there's a wealth of material. Right. At the same time. Part of honoring that stuff is by keeping it going.
The Love Struck Balladeers, closing out this week's show with the Rivka Road Rag, Scott Joplin's The Gladiolus Rag from 1907, and The Peacock Rag, written by Arthur Smith back in the year 1940. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We hope you've enjoyed this music from an earlier day in America. This is your host, Dave Smith. Have a great week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.